0: It always makes me a little bit weird that 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 kind of robotic voice I know it's rather strange um anyway you you alluded to you got a couple of stories to tell so I'm actually really intrigued now um like okay. I saw you like flipping around doing some crazy ass shit in the snow so you definitely got something to say so uh I, I want to hear it
1: okay um so I'm Annika Malasinski I am 20 years old and I'm a Nordic combined skier. And for those that aren't familiar with winter sports or Nordic combined, it's basically ski jumping and um, cross-country skiing. Um, So it's a little bit weird because it is two sports in one, but I think it just makes it like super interesting and uh, never a dull moment, let's say. Um, So yeah, that's kind of the sport I do. And I actually started when I was 16 years old. So I was super late into it. I was a gymnast for 14 years and um, my body got, you know, really tired and uh, couldn't take all the tumbling anymore and all the stress. Um, So I decided that I would quit. So I quit at 16 and At that time, I had no idea what I was doing because my whole life I was an athlete, like even when I was little, I did like every sport in the world, every single one. And so I kind of had like a midlife crisis and I was like, okay, what am I doing with my life? Um, My little brother, Nicholas, he's 17. Uh, He started ski jumping when he was seven. So I went to go watch one of his competitions during 4th of July in Steamboat. We have this huge elimination round kind of competition. Lots of crowds come out. Um, And I was like, that is freaking cool. Like, I want to do that. So it's kind of weird that my little brother inspired me to start ski jumping. But that is the full truth. Um, After that, two weeks later, I was on some long ass skis. And I was going down the 40 meter hill cause that's the only hill in the summertime in Steamboat Springs. Um, I went down it the first time, I swear I blacked out. Um, but once I was in the air and I had that adrenaline rush I was like completely hooked to the feeling. So I was like, okay, I, let's see where this takes me. And um, four years later I am traveling World Cups. Um, I have Olympic dreams, so yeah, it's it's a pretty cool story. But that's kind of the small gist of it.
0: <laughs> wow, being able to travel around with it like that's that's insane. Yeah. Well, so where else have you gone with it?
1: Um. So last year, women's Nordic combined had their first ever World Cup and World Championships um, which really went down in history. Um, unfortunately, women's Nordic combined is not in the Olympics yet. So we will not be in Beijing, but we are pushing for Milano 2026. Um, so it's been awesome being able to grow with the sport. I basically started when, you know, they started including women in, um, men competitions, Mm-hmm. So I have traveled the world, and it's an amazing experience being an athlete and being able to, you know, travel the world and see different cultures and kind of immerse yourself in such beautiful places. So um, I'm I'm really glad that I stuck with this path.
0: That's that's incredible. Like you know, I'm pretty sure we both know that that travel like broadens the mind, right? Like you said about um meeting and and greeting new cultures and being able to learn life really right we can we can see other perspectives and you're able to do that through a spa and I I think that's literally like the dream right
1: yeah no it is absolutely the dream um you know doing something that you love and you have big dreams and desires for but also being able to see the world meet amazing Mm. people while you're at it, it it's like I couldn't ask for a better scenario, honestly.
0: So what's the like your most favorite place you've been to?
1: Um, well, I do actually have dual citizenship to Finland. Um, wow. My mom's side is she's Finnish. Um, so all my family is there. So I love going to Finland. But I would say that some of my favorite ski jumps are in Austria. Hmm. Um, yeah.
0: Austria is a cool place.
1: Yeah, it is. The mountains are so unbelievable.
0: I've only ever traveled through it. Um, it's, kind of, it's kind of a long story. It was uh pretty much a, a traveling through hell, pretty much. Uh, like, we get fucking, you know, you spend like 12 hours in an airport. You end up yeah. getting your, your flight, you know, um, <laughs> what do they call it, canceled. You got to fucking yeah. get a taxi to the other side of the airport, or the other side of the city and get a uh, fly to another country and then bus basically all the way through Eastern Europe, which was um, an experience, yeah. But um, it, mean, it meant I saw Vienna, which was really cool. And right. uh, I really got a good impression from the city and I'd love to go back. So, uh, yeah, I can kind of relate to that in a very weird yeah. way. Although I'm not hurling myself down 40 metres worth of ski jumping. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, actually, that's funny, because I like whenever I'm traveling, and I'm traveling with my mom, especially, Mm -hmm. she always like tries to have like big layovers in different countries. Mm -hmm. So then we'll like tour it. And I'm like, extremely jet lagged, like falling asleep. But I mean, she loves it. And then I get to see the country. So I remember like, so distinctly, we were traveling through Iceland, and we had like a 12, 12 hour layover. And we just like, Walked through the whole city for like nine hours, and I feel like I was just falling asleep while doing that.
0: Yeah, were you in Reykjavik?
1: uh yes. Yeah, yeah. beautiful city. Yeah, so pretty. I that's loved a, it.
0: That's a really, really cool country. Like, especially like the topography and uh, the geology of it. Like, I could definitely live there.
1: Oh yeah, me too. It was just unbelievable. Like, we went to some waterfalls. We went to mm. like the lagoons. It's just like, it feels just like a painting, honestly.
0: Did you get in the, uh, the what do they call it? Is it the, do they call it the Blue Lagoon?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Did you get in there? Yeah,
1: we went to the Blue Lagoon. Yeah, oh, <laughs> it was yeah, That's
0: cool. a good time. Yeah. Yeah, you literally yeah. just sat outside in heated water, like hot, but it's freezing cold outside. And, oh. it, you know, your brain can't really understand it.
1: No, because it's, like, fully naturally, like, heated, which is mm. crazy. It's just, like, a hot spring. Mm. So, yeah, Apart no, it was the, so lovely. You
0: know, the sulfur smell. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. But, uh, that's
0: true. Yeah, I think that country is that country's definitely awesome. And having the ability to go and see other countries and experience their cultures through Spark, I you know, that's incredible.
1: Yeah, no, I mean – and every year I feel like I'm traveling to new places. Um, this year we have six world cups, Wow. Um, five continental cups. So I'm actually leaving on Saturday and I'm going to go to Finland for a week to train. They have a lot of snow there. All the Hills are ready. Um, so I'm going to go see my grandparents, see home a little bit. And then I'm off to Norway and for the first world cup of the season so i'm really excited for that and i have big goals this year um i was competing in the summer grand prix or this summer actually in um, austria and germany and it's basically nine days and five of those days you're competing so our first um you know comp week started in Oberhof Germany and then we went to Oberwiesenthal Germany and then VLOC Austria and I was like I had some I had a goal of top 15 and I actually ended up being in all top 10s except for once I was 11 so it was definitely a big confidence booster going into the season um so I'm definitely shooting for like a top six for some world cups and um yeah, and I've been working hard. So, you know, I'm just excited to get out there again.
0: Mm. And you 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 said you're four years into the spot, right?
1: Yeah, four years, exactly, almost. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that, that's <laughs> literally insane. Four years into a new spot, right? And then I travel in yeah. the world and uh, consistently within the top 10 in the world championships. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, no, it's, it's unbelievable. And I think that it's so, you know, based on where you grew up because I live in a, you know, I'm in, I'm home right now. So Steamboat Springs, Colorado, it's a really cute, small little resort town. Um, so, you know, we have the snow here, we have ski jumps here, we have lots of like ski trails. So, um, like, it's not for everyone because you just have to be in, like, the right atmosphere to start doing crazy stuff like this. Um, you know, I think, like, the closest ski jump to from Steamboat is Park City, Utah, which is a five-hour drive. Um, and then we have some in the east. I was just in Lake Placid, actually. Um, they just built brand-new ski jumps so yeah it's it's crazy like how your life can shape out to be so different just by like the location you're at because if I was living in a city I wouldn't even know what ski jumping was to be honest (laughs) so
0: yeah you just uh, I mean from the outside in you just look like crazy people that like to throw themselves like off a jump which you probably are but at the same time there's a hell of a lot of skill that goes involved with it
1: yeah and I think people like kind of look at us crazy but then like it's like me looking at like an aerial skier and doing that, the flips that they do in the air. And I'm like, that's fucking crazy. I would never do that, No but way. it's really like, I, it's not that scary. Once you get like, you have the practice, you have the training. I mean, for sure, like two years into ski jumping, it was scary going up to bigger Hills. Like when I first went up to a 60 meter Hill or a 90 meter Hill or 120 meter hill like it was all like scary at first but when you're training and you know it's consistent jumping it just like it's an amazing feeling like the the like next thing to flying and it's basically just like a floating very like meditative kind of feeling in the air so um yeah it's it's really hard to explain the feeling but it's like something you, I've never experienced in my life so
0: mm. well that's your yeah. thing though right and I think that's really beautiful like everyone's got their own own thing and their own like fitness realm so, so to speak you know I like yeah. the barbells because I like to keep my feet on the ground and other people <laughs> like to fly
1: yeah exactly Yeah, it's crazy. Because I think um, super, like, I didn't see this coming. But one of my TikToks went like super viral. And it was just an edit of me ski jumping. And like, there's like comments like, what kind of parents would sign their kids up to do this? And like, so many comments like this. And it's like, I would like shit my pants if I had to go down and stuff like this. And I was like, it's crazy like how people just they, they don't know anything and yeah. um that re- that's really like from the atmosphere you grew up in. Mm. Um but yeah, it's it's fun to like show kind of the world what ski jumping is and especially with women's nordic combined kind of really going down in history these few couple of years. Um you know, I've had a lot of media exposure. I just got interviewed by the New York Times. Wow. Um yeah. And like nine news, um, all kinds of, I'm in the local newspaper here a lot. And so I think it's like a great opportunity to kind of like share to the world, um, what ski jumping is and why we kind of have like inequality in the sport since our sport isn't in the Olympics. And so I think it's a great opportunity to just like share my experiences and, you know, see the sport grow, I guess.
0: I think that's really cool because you've highlighted things that are bigger than yourself. Right. And, mm-hmm. and be able to acknowledge that really early into a, a new spot is, I mean, not a lot of people do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Really cool. and, yeah. And it definitely hasn't been like all sunshine and rainbows. In 2018, I fell on a ski jump and dislocated my shoulder. Mm. Um, I was I competed in one competition after that. And then I had to get surgery. I tore my labrum. Um, so Mm. like, I can talk from experience be after that injury, I was terrified to ski jump because, um, you know, I just felt it all tumbling down the Hill and seeing my shoulder being out of place. And I had had shoulder issues before that. So it was like a lot of mental strength to, be able to like you know get up to the top of a ski jump again and be able to actually let go of the bar because I mean once you're in the track you're in the track there is no bailing after that, um so you know I I have been through a lot mentally and physically but I mean it just shows like hard work does pay off because i mean now be traveling in world cups and hopefully you know reaching the olympics in 2026 so i think if you really put your mind to things and um you know commit to it train hard i think that really anything is possible
0: mm. and that can be related outside of the gym too right
1: no totally yeah mm. exactly just yeah, life I mean, in general
0: <laughs> that's 100% right and you know we we like to use um, you know, stories for like the Olympics or the Commonwealth or world Championships or whatever it is, right? We like to watch that, read the stories behind it, and then everyday folk will then use that outside of the gym. And I think that's why sports is really, really important. You know it's like um, it unites the world rather than segregates it. Okay, yeah, it's a competition. We go against each other, but at the same time it's like it's, it's so so much more than
1: who gets the medals exactly yeah it's just like a whole life journey you know I have like never been in not been an athlete except for the couple months that I was deciding what to do after my gymnastics career Mm. and um, yeah I think you're you're so right it's just like unites everyone you know I meet amazing people around the world I have friends on the Norwegian team on the Italian team Um, and I think it just you know, grows friendships and bonds over the years. Like no matter, you know, how, if I quit or I'm all the way around the world, I'm like always united with these people that I compete with and um, occasionally train with. So I think it's just awesome all around.
0: So I'm going to take you back to like the first time you did ski jumping, right? How do you get into that? Cause you, you know, I don't think you're just going to put you on like a, on a jump and be like, ah, somehow get to the bottom. how do you you get into it
1: um so again like um growing up in a place like seamoat springs i mean we produce so many olympic athletes out of this little town and it's crazy but um yeah after you know it was the summer and you know people think that you know ski jumping and skiing you can only do in the winter but it as it is an olympic like winter sport Um, you're totally capable of doing in summer we ski jump on plastic and then we have roller skis that we you know cross-country ski with um so I started in the summer and you know I just remember like having these long skis and I was there my skis are currently 242 centimeters long um so really tall really tall um and yeah, I, you know, I just kind of looked at these skis and put some really uncomfortable boots on and I had gone off the outrun of the 40 meter run. Cause that was the only, you know, summer jump in Steamboat and, you know, just kind of going down and I have a pretty good ski background living in a resort town. So that was fine. It was just weird that I had long skis on and then they were like, okay, well, we don't have small jumps. So do you want to just head up to the top of the 40? And I was like, uh, okay, sure. So I hiked up there, you know, I put on all my gear and I was like kind of freaking out inside and I was like, oh God, what am I doing? You know, I got out on the bar, people are like, you got this, like you got this on guys, just, just go in and, you know, jump and you'll be totally fine. I was like, uh-huh, okay, yeah. So I got on the bar, I'm looking down the inrun run and I was like, holy shit. Cause I mean, as someone who's never ski jumped in their life, you know, I was looking down on a 40 meter run and I was like, okay, yeah, we're doing this. And so I was on the bar and I was like, I let go. And I like the surrounding of my eye went like totally black. And um, so I remember just going in the run, and I don't remember much of it because I was so like just blacked out adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. And once I got in the air, I was like flying for, you know, a couple milliseconds. (laughs) And then I landed super super fast, kind of went down the end run. And then I crashed on the grass because the plastic is a lot more slippery than the grass. So you're supposed to like squat down when you get on the grass and you kind of just keep going until it stops. So I crashed on the grass, but then I was like, wow, that was cool. It was just like a different experience. Like, you know, it was so much adrenaline in my body. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that again. (laughs) So
0: yeah I'm sweating just hearing that story you know what I mean <laughs> like my palms yeah. are sweating like you
1: yeah.
0: pretty much no experience put your feet in these boots oh we got 40 meters like 40 meters is is a significant way right you yeah. just kind of holding on to this rail and be like yeah hey, okay fuck it and let go huh oh, wow <laughs> hats off to you like that that's yeah,
1: Yeah, no, it was, it was amazing. And like, you know, after that I was just hooked and I started training and training and, you know, kind of looking back at it. I don't know what I was doing, like at 16 years old, starting a completely new sport. I don't even know what I was really reaching for with this. I just knew that it was fun. And I liked going off the takeoff and, you know, being in my flight for the couple seconds that I was. And, um, Yeah. And then it kind of got more serious and, you know, women started getting recognized and started putting more competitions for us. And I mean, last year when I competed in my first World Cup, like it was insane. You know, there was just cameras on you constantly, you know, Um, everyone was videoing you. There was like these huge balloons. Um, I had to have credentials and it was just, it was a crazy thing. And, um, you know, it was cool to see Cause I basically grew with the sport. Um, I, you know, I, I was never, you know, started and there was world cups already. So, I mean, every year it just like became more publicly known that women started combined wasn't, you know, in competitions or in the Olympics. So I was definitely growing with it, which is a cool thing for me to say.
0: Mm. Yeah. Super cool. Like it's a super cool time to come into a spot like that. And you get to, like you said, see it grow. And experience that kind of teething process and kind of developing and creating like a a foothold within the wider sport sort of community, especially like the witness spots. I think that's really cool. Like, what what was that like having all the cameras on you though? Like, kind of a young age that that must be super weird.
1: Yeah, I mean. Like I was training hard when I was a gymnast, but I mean, gymnastics is just on a different level, even though I had goals and dreams, um, it's, I never got to a point where there would be like cameras on me or I'd be at like some Olympic trial trials. So, I mean, it was an awesome feeling that like, you know, we're finally being recognized as women and, um, you know, we're pushing for more competitions but on like a personal side, it was cool to like get back to my hotel and like watch myself because <laughs> I mean, we were like on TV. So, you know, I just like going into the local television, you know, broadcasting and I just like watch the competition that I was in already. So, I mean, it was cool. And like, I, I really look forward to like more of it. Um, mm-hmm. Last year, we only had World Cup or one World Cup. And now this year we have six. So. Um yeah, I'm just excited for like what's to come. And, you know, I have goals and I hopefully am able to reach those goals. And if not, then I'll just take a step back and make new goals. So
0: mm. and yeah. it's a journey along the way, right? Like everyone kind of puts all the weight on the end product of the goal. And it's that's usually not the point of setting a goal. The set the point set the point of setting a goal is to actually not reach it. Cause once you reach it, you'll obviously need another one, right. To keep you going, but it's all that other stuff you're getting along the way. And it sounds like you've already got so much already. Right. And now you've got another six opportunities next year. And now it's just going to keep going and going and going and going. Like it's all stuff along yeah, the stuff.
1: Yeah, I think it's a huge thing to, you know, set small goals You know, I have an end goal of the Olympics in 2026, but that's not the only thing I'm focused on. You know, I'm looking at this like road all the way to my big goal, and you know, there's little goals to be made all the way through. Um, It's not just this one big competition that I want to make. So, I mean, like, you know, it's hard on your mental side to be able to do the sport, and you know, maybe your goals don't come true or others or you have setbacks and injuries so that's something I've worked really hard this year um I used to have a lot of anxiety going into competitions just because I feel like I was so new in it and I feel like the whole world was looking at me um I just wanted to make people proud especially my coach and I'm kind of that like people pleasing person where I'm thinking about others versus myself um so this year I am really trying to focus on like just me and I'm just going to have fun and this is what I like to do and I don't have to prove anything to anyone um so it's been something that I've been working on and you know in the summertime at the summer Grand prix, it showed that it was working you know just focusing on myself and you know doing the best that I can do um so I am kind of going into the season on a new mental note, which is also really exciting. And I think that, you know, it's huge for your own success is to not only be like physically in shape, but make sure that your mental side is also, you know, in, you know, it's in shape as well. So.
0: So important. It's so important.
1: Yeah. And for anyone, not even for athletes,
0: Mm. you know,
1: everyone has to have that mental side be strong. So, you know, yeah.
0: How um how did you end up? How did you do that, for you?
1: How did I get my mental side kind of working more? So I actually started working with a hypnosis therapist, um, which worked so well. I mean, she's awesome. Um, I was doing a couple of sessions a week with her. Basically, it was hard over Zoom, but it was the only way I can do because I was you know traveling Europe. But um, she kind of put me into a hypnosis sleep and we'd go over some some, you know, repetition of jumping or skiing or, you know, working on the mental side of being strong, going into a competition, staying calm, relaxed. Um, we have a great sports psych on our team that, you know, it's always helpful talking to her and, you know, she gives some good ideas And then also just totally flipping the mindset on being like, you know, I'm right now I'm no one. And like, you know, what, what if I don't do well in this competition or what if I do like, it's not going to, you know, do anything or affect anything. Um, And just, you know, remembering like why you started and why you like it and why, why you like the feeling of ski jumping, you know, it's not just for the competitions. So yeah
0: yeah and that's it's really impressive that you t- have taken the time to work on that mental state so early on um you know a lot of people <laughs> wait until everything falls apart and then we're like oh now I kind of need to do something uh, so it's really impressive that you've gone into a preventative measure rather than a, a reactive measure right and I think you made a really really important point of, even outside of being an athlete, so to speak, you know, looking after the mental state, looking after the physical state and that synergy between the two is so, so important. And in fact, that's one of the main reasons why I started this whole thing that we're doing now, right? Like the the podcast is like trying to bridge that gap, Um, you know, because if you're physically fit, fantastic, well done, high five. But if you're like mentally in the gutter, you're not a healthy or fit individual and vice versa. You could be super, super, super happy, super like high energy mentally. And then if your your like physical state is falling to pieces, then you're not fit, you're not healthy. Like it needs to be the synergy between the two. And I think from the athlete's point of view, that just then takes it to a whole new level, right? Then you really need to start taking both of them so, so seriously.
1: Yeah, totally. And like I've had... You know, a couple of questions just this year about how do I feel about Simone Biles, you know, taking the time to, you know, step away, um, and not, you know, reaching for the Olympic gold medal. And, you know, with my gymnastics side, it's scary. It's it's called the twisties and it basically means like you're in the air and like you don't know where you are in the air. And like you'll either come down on your head or your feet. So I'm like you know, that's, that was, I think, perfect for her to do because, you know, you're going to get hurt if you're not, you know, as mentally and physically like strong, it doesn't matter how fit you are, you know, you have to have your mental side also, you know, playing the game for you. So, um, yeah, I think that it's something that everyone kind of has to realize is that, you know, just like you said, good for you if you're in shape, but like your head has to be in the same place.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. yeah it really irritated me when people were kicking off well you know when she kind of took a step took a step back i'm like yeah. you've got you've got no right like you're not in her shoes right you've not walked a mile in them. like you can't you can't judge
1: and that's a big thing for her to even step out i mean she had so much pressure going into that competition everyone knowing you know she's the go and um you know she's gonna get that olympic gold i mean imagine all that pressure in the world and like yeah. having to perform how everyone expects you to perform so like i mean i think that was such a right call she could have gotten hurt you know even worse been pulled out for you know the rest of her life and um so i think she totally made the right decision with that and who's mm-hmm. to say like what she was feeling in that moment so
0: yeah exactly like it's you know it's live and let live right do, yeah. do whatever the fuck you want to do at the end of the day if you genuinely don't feel ready and you don't want to take that risk you don't want to roll the dice hey you don't have to right yeah. there's always there's always a choice there's always a decision and then you know the, the pressure on athletes man like blows my mind but I can also understand it right like yeah okay I wanted to play professional ball of rugby and then before that I was a swimmer and just the way my brain works and I was in a pretty competitive club at the time. It was like, Oh, okay. Everyone's going to, you know, go to the Olympics. No, I was never going go to go the Olympics. I was more a whale than a fish for it that way. Like uh-huh. I jumped in the pool, the water jumped out. Right.
1: So oh, right. <laughs> rug- rugby was
0: kind of, you know, a better spot for me because I got to be a lot slower and hit people. Right. Um,
1: yeah.
0: but anyway, even through that, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's, let's go pro ball. And the pressure you get from playing bloody Sunday League, Academy, County, right? Even for your high school, right, is insane. Like I can feel I can feel the nerves coming back now and the anxiety coming back now. Now put the world's attention on you. Yeah, exactly. And not be able to understand that. I think anyone outside of that realm, anyone outside of I'd even say professional sports, right? Even semi-pro, yeah, okay, you're going to get the anxiety, but at the end of the day, it's not your BRL and end all. It's not everything because you're, you're doing something else, right? It's kind of that bit on the side. If you're outside a professional sport, you can't comprehend it. It's just a different game.
1: Yeah, no, I would 100% agree. I mean, we're all human, but I mean, it's really like the life path that you choose. And I can just testify that like, you know, athletes, it's hard not to put the, like, world's pressure on you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, exactly what I was doing. I mean, I had anxiety attacks before every competition last season. So um, it was, you know, it was hard, but now I'm, like, working through it. And, you know, I hope that every athlete can take the time to really work on their mental side as well.
0: So. Mm. I'm going to go back to a speech by Teddy Roosevelt, right, the man in the arena, or for the PC people out there, I'll paraphrase it of. The woman in the arena, right? <laughs> it's it's the same thing. It's mankind, right? Of it's you know it's someone in the arena doing the work, right? And I've just got to go hats off again. Like you should be like really proud and also bigging yourself up for yourself, right? Not for anyone else, not for external validation or to prove anything or whatever. It's this, it's you and you, the person that's looking back in the mirror. Like even if everything goes shit, right? And you miss every jump and it's like the worst, worst thing you've ever done in competition. You've put your boots on and you've walked into that arena and been like, yeah, okay, let's have this out. Let's let's have a little let's have a little scrap. Let's see what we can do. And like just making that decision and you get nothing else out, no result, just making that decision is insane. Right. And that just deserves all the credit and applause. Then you can laugh up. And then off, yeah. obviously the results going from that is just incredible.
1: Yeah, exactly. I would hundred percent agree with that. Mm.
0: Talk to me about the, the cross country skiing. Cause that, that you need to be insanely fit for that.
1: Yeah. So here it is again with like the two sports in one, it's like two passions, one game. Um, you know, you have to be light for ski jumping. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I think it's one kilo is two meters farther. And then, but for the cross country side, you have to have, you know, the endurance and muscle to be able to finish a five kilometer race. Um, so it's a balance and it's, it's hard to find that balance. And it took me like, almost now two, three years to figure out, you know, what, how do I lose weight, but then also be able to, you know, have this endurance and, you know, this kind of side. So, um, it's, it's really hard, honestly, but I feel like I'm kind of getting a good balance between the two. I am, you know, losing more weight but also being able to sustain muscle and be able to finish a race. Mm. So um, if no one really knows what cross country skiing is, which uh, maybe some people don't who are in the city, you're basically on long skinny skis. Um, We women compete in a 5k men compete in a 10 kilometer race. And, you know, we ski jump first and let's say, that I had the furthest jump and I went 93 meters. And then the second person that was behind me went 92 meters. Then she's going to start the amount of meters she was behind me back. So I'll start at zero, zero, zero. And then depending on how far behind she was behind me, it'll probably be, you know, up, up to 30 seconds or a minute. So, um, that's kind of how the whole Nordic combined aspect goes. We jump first, first person that had the best jump goes first. And then there's a time correlation between everyone behind. So Mm -hmm. um, again, it's, it's an interesting sport and um, yeah, it's interesting because it's, it's just two sports in one. (laughs) Yeah, That's that's really fascinating.
0: Like you can't really kind of throw all your chips in one basket, can you? because ultimately the other one's going to mess up the whole, the whole score. That's, that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think for a lot of athletes that can testify, you know, even ski jumpers who don't have to have the endurance part of it. Um, it's extremely hard for them to maintain weight and be able to be, lighter than normal or you know it's really that game of you know if you're light you will go far um Mm. you know which can lead to health problems at times or just mentally tiring
0: how come the ladies only do 5k and the lads do 10k um
1: that's a good question um the men you know Ski jumping in order combined for men go way back in history. And, you know, women are just starting, you know, to come to a rise. So I think that was just put as 5K. At times we have a 7K, but it's usually only, you know, once a year um, at one competition. So yeah, I couldn't really tell you the full story on that, but I think they just kind of split the guys guys you know distance in half
0: Mm. i mean it could be my very blonde naive brain but i'm just like you know if we we want equality why don't we just give them the same
1: yeah exactly i mean there's a lot of inequality in sports in general Mm. um yeah so it's, it's a, it's a tough time, especially for us who, I mean, we are the only sport in the Olympics that doesn't have it for men and women. So um, it's, it's frustrating for sure. But then again, you know, I haven't felt this frustration for a while because I like came into the sport right when things started going in upward level. So, um, but like my teammate, who's 27, Tara, she just actually quit last year. She went back to biathlon, but she was the women's world world best um, Nordic combined skier. Um, and she was awesome. But I mean, she had expressed this frustration for many years because she started way before me. Um, so I think she saw it way more on an inequality level. Mm. Um, and so, yeah.
0: That's a real shame, and I, I say this a lot. In the sense of, I think across all sports, yeah, okay, there'll be some differences and some exceptions, but I think the majority of all sports, the level between men and women is going to decrease. I hundred percent wholeheartedly believe that. Um, I think as stereotypes and misconceptions get broken down i think if um kind of grassroots level gets evened out i think if funding goes up um you know all these things that, that need to happen right we need to plug all the holes so the ship doesn't freaking sink um mm-hmm. i think these ladies in sport these professional fucking athletes are going to show what the female human body is capable of i genuinely believe it's going to blow some people's minds
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of like what all of us are pushing for right now. And, you know, the media exposure has been great. And I've been able to, you know, share my concerns and, you know, kind of tell the world what is happening. And hopefully we kind of get like a support system behind us where we will get our Olympics in 2026 and on. So, yeah, firsthand, I can tell you that it's I see it every day, all the time. Um, it's it's really frustrating.
0: Mm. I'm actually excited for it though, in the in the sense of excited for the more equality within all spots, right? Because for Christ's sake, a female body can produce another human being, right? <laughs> that's like
1: yeah, exactly. wait, hold on
0: a minute. Like what? You know, that's legitimately mind fucking boggling shit so i've you know for us to be able to be like no 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 it's not they're not strong is the dumbest thing you could ever say
1: yeah totally i would 100 percent agree and like i think it's it makes me super excited um there's a lot of younger generation girls getting into nordic combined especially at the club here we have in steamboat you know, we have a lot of kids joining, and all I hope to be is just, you know, someone's role model to show like what we're trying to push for. And you know, like I started at 16, I want everyone to know that you know anything is possible. Mm. And um, just trying to grow the sport because currently, I mean, it's pretty small, but it's not. You know, it's been progressing each year by a couple people, and you know. The top girls, you know, last year at world championships, like three Norwegian girls just swept the podium. And, you know, I think a lot of people are in this like mindset that, oh, you know, our sport is still progressing. We're not, you know, there yet to be in the Olympics or have enough, all these world cups. But the truth is that, like, you know, our sport has progressed a crazy amount. You know, we, there's some girls on the ski jumping side that, you know, look at Nordic combine like, oh, I can totally get a medal in Nordic combined. So they just do it for fun. And they join our competition. And, you know, obviously, since they only ski jump, they ski jump to be first place. But then when, you know, the timer starts going off and they're skiing, they can't even finish the race. Um, So I think a lot of like old white men are stuck in this, this um, mindset that, you know, you know, men, the men's history goes way back and, you know, women are just progressing right now. So, I mean, we shouldn't give them this much. And so it's, it's frustrating because, you know, I see the progress that all of us are making and um, it's, it's really unbelievable. So I really want to like shine a light to the younger generation of Nordic combined and, you know, tell them that anything is possible. And I want, I would love to be, you know, anyone's role model and that's why I love you know talking to people being on podcasts you know in the newspaper because um I think that it's still something that needs to be fought for and for a while
0: Mm, I agree and also I would say I think you're already doing that you know and understanding and believing and acknowledging that it's bigger than you as an individual and you as an individual athlete and being allowed to be like hey I'm, I'm doing this so I can pass the baton on you know what I mean? So I can help uh, a a young lady that you know likes to play sport, but at the age of twelve, all the other ladies don't don't play sport anymore, and that's not the thing to do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna quit. It's like no no no, like you don't have to do that anymore, mate. Like you can do whatever you want to do. That's gonna help help your mental state, help your physical state, whatever it is, right? And I'm I'm gonna take that point, and I'm gonna go further down a bit, like philosophical, spiritual type shit and if I go too far just pull me out of it and tell me to shut up alright but I honestly think we're going to see a bit of a shift right because we've created obviously we've created these roles All right, dudes have to be this ladies have to be that right? Um, and I think we're going to see more of a shift of well we're just fucking human and I don't understand why we're not all of them and both because we're human beings, right? So we should be able to fight and feel at the same time. Okay, ladies can only feel, lads can only fight. Now we're kind of seeing, you know, uh, the the pendulum shift the other way where, you know, mental health for, for men is coming up a lot more than it used to. And now physical fitness is coming up for ladies a lot more than it used to. I think it will end up becoming like both on both sides. I think it's going to take a while and I think it helps. Having conversations like we're what we're doing now, and having people like yourselves on literally the world stage, turning around and being like, "No, no, no, there's larger issues at bay here, guys, and you need to plow your attention there." But I, I think, and I hope, it gets to a point where, you know, it's no longer, uh, I'm a dude, so I have to do that," or "You're a, you're a lady, so you have to do that." It's like, okay, you're you know, you're Annika, you're clearly a lady but what do you want to do? And who are you? Oh, okay. You do that. I'm Alex. I'm clearly a dude. Oh, I want to do that. And I'm like, cool. Fantastic.
1: Totally. I I'm completely agree with you. And, you know, I, I hope and I can see that too, that hopefully this will, you know, we'll have this like whole shift and how we view different people, even from a, sexist or race racist side you know I think that just like you said we're all human and mm. we are all the same we might be built different but I mean you know so what uh, if I'm a girl you know I I should be able to do whatever the guys are doing and like no one should be able to stop me so
0: 100%
1: totally 100% yeah. so yeah. I
0: got um I got a few questions that I like asking people okay right because usually i'm obsessed with like people's answers i think it's really cool uh <laughs> the, the first one is um uh, what's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received
1: oh wow i might oh, need, no, need I a minute for this <laughs> I'm sorry what? no you're good um hmm Wow this is like I don't think I've been asked this in, ever.
0: <laughs> I'll take that um
1: hmm I think kind of my mom was a huge role model in my life. She almost went to the Olympics in swimming for wow. a 200 uh, fly, which is insane I can't even do a 50 meters of fly but um. So she's always been a huge role model in my life and, you know, always pushing me and my brother to the limit. And I think that has so much to do with our success. Um, But, you know, a lot of what she said growing up is, you know, like, work hard now and eventually it will pay off. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the time when she's trying to rush us out of the door to go, I used to do cross country skiing when I was little, little, and I hated it. I hated cross country skiing. And she knew that I needed an endurance side. Um, no matter if I wanted to, you know, go into a career of gymnastics, endurance is always amazing for anyone and everyone. So um, it was... A hard time with her like pushing 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 but you know right now as I see you know the past and you know how hard that was I can only thank her right now for like you know I'm in a great place I'm you know traveling to world cups I'm competing in world cups and that's honestly like a lot of big thanks to her Um, she had a lot of to do with the motivation side of that and you know she always kind of told us to have a positive mindset. And, you know, I am a huge believer of, you know, gratitude and, um, kind of manifesting if, if you'd say that. Oh, yeah. So she kind of taught me like went into that way of like manifesting and, you know, taking things in life that you want. And, um, you know, I still to it, do it to this day. I'll write that some things that, you know, I want in the next year. And, um, I don't know if that quite answered your question, but, um, that's like kind of the first thing that popped in my head is my mom had a lot to do with, you know, us thriving and, you know, pushing us to the limits. And, um, she always had some great things to say for a motivation and a positive mindset.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. Especially getting that ROI. Right. And, and putting in the work now so you can reap the reward later. Right. We, we, um, based on the seeds that we sow yeah totally Fucking plant a plant a seed and it's oh you know I've got a tree it's like no that takes a while
1: yeah and actually one quote that I love um I don't remember who said it to me but someone said don't go through it grow through it so uh that's always like stuck with me and You know, if you don't like what you're doing, then you don't have to do it. No one is forcing you. So um, you just kind of I've grown with this sport and it just kind of it hit me differently.
0: (laughs) Don't go through it and grow through it. That's good.
1: Yeah, I've
0: never heard that one.
1: No, I wish I remember who told me that. But um, I have it written down in my notebook and everything. So definitely different.
0: (laughs) I'm going to write that down
1: yeah
0: um what's the worst piece of life advice you ever received
1: oh gosh um
0: these are always funny oh
1: my gosh this is funny because I've like never been asked this so I can't even like nothing just even comes to my head that's good
0: it's authentic
1: yeah um
0: told you i'm not cnn
1: (laughs) um i guess there was a couple people that were concerned about me not going to school right away um i think there's such a stereotype in america especially that right after high school you go to college and basically just live in student debt and, um, you know, at times I'm like, oh, well, I'm not getting my college experience and, you know, I won't have a roommate and all this kind of stuff. But then again, like I am traveling the world, like not even I, I mean, people don't just do this. So um, I think like, the closest thing that I can think about is, you know, a couple of people are a little bit worried about, you know oh, but you're not getting your, you know, college education. And I'm like, no, I mean, that can wait. Like I am, I'm thriving right now. I'm traveling the world. I'm competing in a sport I love. Um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, people feel pressured to go straight to school. And mm. I think that's, that's not the case. I mean, take at least a year to go see the world, right? Mm.
0: So, yeah. I 100% agree. Like, um, yeah. Just a couple of people told me I was a fucking idiot not doing it
1: yeah um, exactly and, and they have all this like this worried look on their face like you're not going to school I'm like eventually yeah. but let me just live my life right now
0: yeah yeah it's not for everyone right like uh no one else can tell you how to live your life because yeah, no exactly. one else lives it exactly right and yeah I think I think honestly you should get like do they want to say hello
1: so what
0: did they want to say hello
1: oh no it was my dad walked in I don't think he knew that I was talking so
0: it's all right no Um, uh what was it oh yeah I think honestly like you shouldn't be able to go to college or university until you're like 21
1: yeah honestly like I mean people are so rushed into it and I mean having uh, you know, second dual dual citizenship to Finland that has the greatest, uh, you know, education system in the world. Um, you know, it's crazy because I went first semester in Finland, second semester in the U.S. until my senior year. So like I never had a dull moment in my life. I was like I literally lived two, two different lives at once. Um, so I could see the difference between like education systems which is crazy in the US. I mean, I can't even like, why go spend $200,000 for four years of school? Like, that's just ridiculous. I mean, my mom told me from the start that she's not paying for my college in America because I can get it for free in Finland. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah that it, it's a socialism life. So um, it's definitely different and mindsets are different. And I feel like you know, people are more happier and free when, you know, things are covered, you know, free education, free, you know, you can go to the hospital and not have to worry about anything. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would, I would have to agree.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I went over to Denmark for a little bit. And obviously, it's not Finland, but, you know, Scandinavian countries have a similar uh, culture of and I absolutely loved it you know yeah it's expensive and you know things are going to be difficult in in other ways but i absolutely loved it i love the the vibe of the whole place i love the how the people treat each other um it's kind of like the the common good and kind of like branching together rather than the kind of competitive capitalistic mindset of like no no i'm trying to get one over on you or you're better than me because you got a house and i'm like oh my what's going on like
1: totally um. yeah and it's cool like because I got to immerse myself in two different completely completely different cultures Mm -hmm. um you know I feel like people are more free in you know Finland and um I might get a lot of criticism over this but I mean like America is supposed to be a free country but i mean i all i see is you know stressful worried people because you know they're not able to pay their bills or they're gonna mm-hmm. come out of college and a lot of student debt and so um that's definitely something i see is like people are just like kind of worry free especially in a country like finland or denmark um mm-hmm. you know it everything same, is taken care of yeah
0: it the same as the u.s like you know it's not that different the the divide is more um, socioeconomic like the class system is is disgusting like it's such a such a barrier for the way people live um and honestly I knew about it right because like I say grew up in Manchester didn't really have any pennies to rub together literally and I knew about it because you watched other how other people live and you're like well I can't live like that because I don't have the money. But anyway, like coming over here and kind of, you know, as you do, you jot around, like you said, we world travel. You're like, wow, that is not the only way you can live your life. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe, maybe these other ways might be better. Just asking the question, right? Hey, will this will this be better? No? Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, totally. And I think that's something cool that, like, you know. Um, me being able to travel the world I mean I I see that in every country I see you know how things work and how people like what's their vibe and Mm. um, all this kind of stuff so it's it's interesting Mm.
0: people who are world travelers are always the most interesting people
1: I know right it's totally true like I have some friends that haven't traveled out of the U.S. and I'm like it, and I feel like they're so like, they all see, they only see America. And I'm like, you don't know even what's on the, across the ocean over there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, totally. Yeah, guys,
0: You can leave your city, you know, there's, there's other things around.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's so true. I could name a couple of examples, but I don't want to throw people under the bus. Um, <laughs> the, the last question is uh, three words you would tell your younger self.
1: three words. Um, I would say positive mindset. It's really everything, you know, like negativity is not going to get anything done at all. Um, Hmm. Um, Oh gosh damn, you're really, you really got this question. (laughs) Um, Be spontaneous. Um, You know, there's so much in the world that is undiscovered, um, especially by, you know, just an individual person. There's Mm -hmm. so much, it would take a lifetime. And... Third of all, I would say, um, um, like be motivated, I guess, um, you know, motivation is everything you have to have a reason to wake up every morning. Um, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, your athletic side or your friends or family, um, so, yeah, positive mindset, motivation, and be spontaneous.
0: Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, thank you. This was awesome.
0: It, it certainly was. And I uh, I really appreciate hearing some stories, like taking a dip into to your reality of Colorado <laughs> slash uh, Finland slash the world slash throwing yourself down a really long jump, which is actually insane, but also really entertaining to watch. So I'm glad that you do it so I can watch it and I don't have to do it. You know what I
1: mean? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I get that.
0: And um I I can't wait to see whenever you're on the on the telly next, you'll have to send me the link.
1: Yeah, no, I will. Um it's gonna be a really exciting season and you know I look forward to it and yeah
0: i'll get a little yeah, fan base down here in new zealand going like <laughs> but yeah
1: perfect awesome. I get my pom-poms
0: out my little tutu <laughs> don't ask why I've <laughs> that's another story for another day
1: right awesome well thank you so much for this opportunity and no, um I-, I really had a great time talking to you
0: thank you i really appreciate it and um yeah, if you're ever, I don't know, skiing around or flying around somewhere in the bottom right-hand corner, then then hit me up. You know where I am.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Thank you very much. Have a good day.
1: Thank you. You too. Bye. See you
0: later.